this one thing that you're really resisting is probably the one thing that you need to be doing and you could just put all those other things to the side and you know life would still go on if you didn't do those things um, I'll even do dishes or laundry or something in place of this thing that I'm resisting which is crazy because I hate doing those things Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, what is up? This is Bree Noble, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And if you've been listening to the show, you know that I've been doing a lot of Facebook Lives lately, and I've been repurposing them for this podcast, so none of you miss out if you don't see it on Facebook Live. I've actually started a new Facebook Live show that will be weekly called Indie Interactive. So if you want to come hang out with me and be live on the show, I may even mention you on the podcast then, you can come to our WOS radio page on Facebook. So facebook.com slash WOS radio at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific every week on Wednesday, and we'll be doing Indie Interactive. So today's episode is from Indie Interactive, and it's all about fighting that resistance that you sometimes feel to your soul's calling. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we feel this great resistance to doing something that we know that we need to do, we know it's the thing that's really gonna move our career forward, but because of that, because it is that thing that is gonna give us that huge breakthrough, we feel a huge amount of resistance, and we do everything we can to avoid doing that thing, even though we know in the back of our mind we need to do it. And so that's what we're talking about today, on Indie Interactive, so we're jumping right in. Today, we're gonna be talking about fighting the resistance that we often feel to pursuing our soul's calling. For many of us, obviously that is music, but sometimes there is resistance along the way to different aspects of our career. So maybe we're really, really ready to have a music career, but we're finding resistance to different aspects of it that we're just not ready to, to jump in. We're making all kinds of excuses why we can't do that thing, and that is the thing that's going to move us forward. So how do we fight that resistance? And I want to bring up a quote from an amazing, amazing book called The War of Art. But basically it means that if there is something that is really important to your soul's evolution, then if you're feeling resistance to it, that is totally normal because you're about to make a huge breakthrough. I always tell my students this in the academy, like I can feel their resistance to an idea. And I tell them, you know, the more the resistance that you have, usually that means you are on the cusp of a huge breakthrough. So let's let's talk about what that resistance looks like. And again, I'd love to hear in the comments from you guys, if you've read The War of Art and if you have any opinions about it, I was just writing about it the other day and um, someone in the academy was like, I'm going to go order that right now because that sounds like the book I absolutely have to read. But I'm going to be talking about this 
this fighting this resistance that we have. So how do you know if you have resistance to something? And let me give you some examples of things I see resistance to. Maybe it's resistance to writing an email to your fans as often as you need to, you know, depending on how many fans you have. You know, I, I kind of say if you've got just a few fans, you can write them once a month. If you've got like around 500 fans, you should at least be writing them twice a month, if not more. And if you got more than that, you really should be writing them to once a week, but we're not writing them a book, right? We're just writing them um, just to keep in touch with them, stay top of mind. So I've seen a lot of people with resistance to writing an email more often. And, you know, let me just remind you, why do you have a list if you're not going to communicate with them? Because if you don't cultivate it, that list will die. So another thing I see resistance around is booking. Even just creating the booking materials that you need to get out there and start booking, I see resistance around creating you know, a flyer or some promotional materials, creating the email template that you need to contact people, creating a phone script, going and doing the research of places that you can contact. Um, I see a lot of resistance around that. And then I, I see resistance to just putting yourself out there in either social media or in person. Like I see people that say to me, no, I just want to build my music career online. I don't actually want to go out and perform. And, you know, because either they're uncomfortable with it or they think that that's going to be the easy road. So that's just a few things I see resistance to. And sometimes it's just resistance to actually committing to a career in music. So let's talk about what kinds of things um, you can see within yourself and notice when you're putting up this resistance. And obviously I've got things that I'm resisting to all the time throughout my business. And, you know, I just really don't want to write that email, you know, so I, I think of all these other things I can do instead of doing that. Um, one of them can definitely be, um, like binge watching Netflix. That definitely becomes something for me. Um, another thing can be just staying busy, constantly, um, doing other things. I always think in my mind, well, I have to do all these other things anyway. So does it matter if I do these first and then do this other thing? Well, actually it does because you're using those other things to put off the thing that you really need to do. That is the one thing that is going to move you forward, uh, faster than anything else. So all these little busy work things like, yeah, they need to be done eventually, but are they going to make a big impact? This one thing that you're really resisting is probably the one thing that you need to be doing. And you could just put all those other things to the side and, you know, life would still go on if you didn't do those things. Um, I'll even do dishes or laundry or something in place of this thing that I'm resisting which is crazy because I hate doing those things. But you know, when you, when you really don't want to do a thing and you're resisting it a lot, or you have a lot of fear around it or self-confidence issues, it's easy to just go, well, I need to do these other things. So, you know, I'll get back to it. And then every day more other things come up and suddenly you haven't done it. Um, another thing is getting on social media and really just, you know, scrolling and reading and getting involved in, you know, conversations and getting, you know, into like political discussions and opinions and back and forths and all that stuff, thinking that that's 
important and yes it is important sometimes but if you're using that as a distraction from the thing that you really need to do then it's not what you need to be doing right now you need to be getting to the thing that you're resisting and that you have fear around um, another thing that can happen when you are resisting is you can maybe go out and find other projects to get involved in maybe they're in music but you're using that as a distraction like you really want to focus on your solo career you really want to move forward in your solo career but you start getting involved in all these other things you know maybe another band another project another recording project that has nothing to do with your solo career and you think to yourself well you know these these things all might help me in my solo career if i do them but they're just providing a distraction from the thing that you need to be doing to move your solo career forward and it's very easy to justify you know these other kinds of musical projects because they're music related and you think in the back of your mind well these could help me in my solo career but you don't know that and what you do know is if you face the thing that you're resisting that absolutely will help you in your solo career so we talked about the ways that we resist and how we can identify in our own behavior if we're using something else as a crutch if we're using something else to avoid what we want what we're resisting what we have fear and self-confidence issues around so let's talk about why we have those issues why we're resisting or the types of things that we're resisting so i see one major thing that happens with artists they think there's too many artists out there i can't compete um I, you know, I'm resisting. I have all this fear and self-confidence issues because I'm not sure if I stack up against all these other artists and maybe there's no way I can make a place in the marketplace for myself. I will say it again and I've said said it a million times. There is a corner of the market for everyone. And that's because only you can be you. And no other artist can be you. So you're going to attract the people that you're going to attract and that, you know, those other people might also like other artists. That doesn't mean because they like other artists that they can't also like you. So don't put up resistance around the fact that there's too many artists out there and I can't possibly compete because the only thing you need to compete is being you and your creativity your productivity of what you put out as a musician your life background your stories all of that is only you and only you can be you so don't ever let that be putting up resistance for you secondly okay so we're going to talk about two different aspects sometimes people feel like they are not ready they're too early and they're trying to jump in too early some people feel like they're too late so what do i mean by that so if you're too or you feel like you're too early you're not ready you've got this perfection mentality like i can't go out there and perform because i'm not absolutely perfect last time i practiced that i played one sour note in there so i can't go out and perform i can't even start booking until i can play this perfectly 10 times in a row and never making a mistake 
That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, you guys. Okay? There's always outside things that are going to affect how perfectly you perform. You may be able to perform a million times perfectly at home and you go out there and you're at a performance and something's distracting you or there's a weird buzz in the monitor or, you know, as what happens to me sometimes, I'm playing my keyboard and my pedal starts escaping and I'm going, ah, I can't reach my pedal. All kinds of things are going to happen and you have to be able to roll with it. So you need to know that you do not need to be perfect to get out there and perform. How many of you guys have felt like, I don't even want to book anything until I know that I can do it perfectly every time. Let me know if you've ever felt resistance around that because I do hear that all the time. And yes, you have to be practiced to a certain extent to be ready to booking yourself, but you do not need to be perfect. You need to get to the point where you feel very um, you know, comfortable and confident and then start out doing some open mics or coffee shops and get your performance you know, legs under you, get that experience, and then you can start booking more stuff. But remember that when you start booking, it's not going to be booked for tomorrow. You know, you've still got more time to improve between now and then. So don't wait to start booking until you think it's absolutely perfect because that may never happen, number one. Number two, then once you start booking, it's going to take time. You're going to have to, you know, send out a bunch of stuff, do some research to where you could book, get, you know, follow up with people, make phone calls, all that stuff. And then the booking dates are going to be probably at least a month out, if not more. So don't ever feel like you can't start booking until you're perfect. So Elaine said she used to be like that, but when she turned 18, wow. I felt imperfection was an art in itself. I love that. I love that idea. It's so true. It's so true because if people wanted, again, if people wanted it perfect, they'd just listen to the recording, you know, or they'd ask a robot to perform or something. So, um, you know, you also have the outlet of performing on Facebook Live. And I, I'm saying, you know, don't get on there and just like rehearse the song for the first time. Obviously be ready, but people aren't going to expect perfection on Facebook Live. So that is um, being too early. But then I've got people who feel like they are too late to the game. They're feeling this resistance because they, you know, maybe didn't start performing until they were 50 or 40 or after they, you know, raise their kids or, you know, they're even in their late 20s and they feel like they're late to the game because they feel like everybody that's succeeding is, you know, in their teens or whatever. Just again, this is back to the, there's a corner of the market for everyone. Don't ever feel like you're too late to the game. I did not start my career until I was 33 um, and I had kids and that that was okay like i wasn't ready to st i tried but i wasn't ready to you know really embrace the kind of career that i needed to have until i was older and wiser and you know um i'm doing this five-day training right now and there are a bunch of women in there that are saying you know i'm a late bloomer and i didn't start until i was 50 and i think that's amazing i think that's awesome and there's no reason to talk about your age or to talk about being a late bloomer you you are never too late for your destiny. I love that quote. You're always on time for your own destiny. So if any of you have felt like you're too late to the game, you're not. I know many people that are in their 50s and 60s and still have thriving careers. So don't ever feel that way. 
Um, so we talked about the signs of, I did this a little out of order of how I wanted to do it. Um, we talked about the signs of being in, um, being in that mode of being in resistance and avoiding things. So now you guys have a little, a few tools to like check yourself. Like, you know, it's fine if you want to watch a show on Netflix, but if you start going into binge mode and you know, just check yourself, like, am I just doing this because I don't want to think about these things I need to do. I don't want to think about the fear that I'm feeling and the resistance that I'm feeling and the self-confidence issues I'm dealing with around making this big breakthrough in my career by doing this one thing that I'm avoiding. So keep that in mind, in the back of your mind, whenever you're doing anything like that, you're scrolling on social media, you're doing busy work, you are, um, uh, what was the other thing I was thinking of? You know, just anything that, that keeps you from doing the thing that you need to do the most, that needs to be in the back of your mind. And then finally, so what do we do? What do we do when we realize that we're doing this? We have this resistance. And, um, you know, how do we move forward in that? Well, the best way that you can do that is to set goals and create a plan around those goals to achieve them. So if, you know, many of you guys are familiar with me, you know I'm super big on goal setting and planning and action steps and all that stuff. And so I have got something to help you guys if you need help setting up your goals and action steps. And you don't have one of my courses yet on this. Um, you just need a little jump start. I've got something that I'm calling the um, the goal, the smart goals workbook and, uh, strategy guide. And I want to give that to you guys for free. And you can grab that just by going to femmusician.com slash goals. That's F as in female, E as in entrepreneur, musician.com slash goals and grab that free workbook. It will help you go from not having a clue what your goals should be to figuring out, you know, honing them down, deciding which ones are the smartest of those goals. And that sends you through a whole framework of knowing whether they're smart goals or not, and then figuring out those action steps. And let me tell you, if you're feeling this resistance and you go through this goal setting exercise and you've got some action steps, and you maybe don't even know all the action steps yet, but you at least identify one action step then once you do that first action step, that will actually send you into this manifesting mode where you'll start seeing what the next steps are. It's this inertia thing, like, right? If we're feeling all this resistance and we're not moving forward and then we finally make one step and we feel like we're moving forward, then, oh, I can see where the next step goes. It's right there, you know? So. I want to encourage you to go grab that smart goals workbook and strategy guide, and it will help you get you into that movement and that motion toward getting out of that resistance and into the thing that is going to make the biggest breakthrough in your musician business. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Bree Noble and music by Stella Ronson.